Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Wise Woman Podcast. I'm so excited about today's guests. We have Dr. Nicole and Dr. Abby, the hosts of Coffee with the Docs. In this episode, we talk about the supplements you need to be on right now. We talk all about good and bad coffee practices, the five fingers of death, which really is the five foods to also stay away from right now. We talk about energy and muscle testing, and it really is a fabulous episode. So grateful to have you all here. Enjoy. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Wise Woman Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. We have Dr. Abby and Dr. Nicole, and we are going to be diving into many different things today, and we're going to start with the importance of really understanding natural medicine specifically to dive deeply to the root cause. Who would like to begin? I'll go. (laughs) Why not? Um, So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Dr. Nicole would echo, you know, the same opinion as mine, but, you know, that's what really got us into this whole world is just seeing how um, traditional kind of more Western medical, you know, model sick care is not helping a lot of people has its place and does amazing, beautiful things. And, you know, the more emergency care route, but so many people are seeking other alternatives to heal their body without being reliant on medication or, or other interventions. And so both of us just believe it is imperatively important to get to the real cause of why someone might be experiencing symptoms or illness or stress and, you know, help their own body heal from the inside out. So let's say somebody is suffering with acne or somebody has brain fog. Like what are some practices we can use to really dive deeper into that root cause? I mean, I think it just depends. Everyone's kind of got like all these different doctors who are more functional or holistic. They all sort of have their like different toolboxes and ways of diving in to find out what the root cause that somebody might be dealing with. I know Abby, Dr. Abby and I, we use something called muscle testing, which looks a little bit like a big magic show, but we love it. And <laughs> I love muscle. It testing. really a lot. It's amazing. Yeah, it's the best. It is amazing. And the reason why, you know, I love using it so much is because it allows me to directly communicate with my patient's nervous system and their body. And it's, you know, it's funny. It's like the root cause sometimes for somebody is not at all what you think it would be, right? Like brain fog, the, you know, maybe standard doc might think about standard, even somebody who does a muscle test might think like, oh, let's give you a bunch of brain supplements where maybe the root cause is they're dealing with fungus or they've got a chronic parasitic infection or they've got, they're eating the wrong things and it's inflaming their gut. When you inflame your gut, you inflame your brain. And so, I think everyone has their different toolboxes and, you know, what's in there. But I think for us, it's, we would start really by communicating with the person's body and finding out which layer they want to start on first. Yeah. And that's so key, right? The priority order for some people, 
you need to almost build up their capacity and their resilience first before you go after, like you were saying, Dr. Nicole, the chronic infections, et cetera, right? For some people, it's the opposite. You got to kill out the bad guys first before you build them up. So that's what's so cool about the natural approach, you know, um, muscle testing or not, but figuring out for the individual what is best for them. And I think, you know, that's like the foundation of true holistic care is it's not, okay, you have acne, here's a protocol of natural products and a diet because what works for your best friend probably won't actually work for you, uh, which can be frustrating, but it's, it's like the individualized approach where it really shines, I think. Absolutely. Muscle testing is something we have yet to talk about on the Wise Woman podcast. So I would love to. I mean, these are things that I, when I was trained as a functional medicine nutritionist six, seven, eight years ago, muscle testing was still like a very Eastern practice. And now I feel like it's way more in the Western medical system. But can you tell us a little bit more what muscle testing is? Dr. Abby, go for it. I'm you always make me explain explaining this. muscle testing. I know. I'm like, it looks crazy, but it works. Like, it's magic. Yeah. Look, sometimes you keep it simple, though. Like, I actually do really think there's value in that. Like, some people really like to try to understand what's happening. For other people, it's like, hey, I'm going to use this as a tool to talk to your body. Just like go with it. And they're like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, But muscle testing, like Dr. Nicole is saying, is a way to communicate with your body and your nervous system. Um, It's in both of our belief that your body knows what is up and what the issue is way better than I do. I'm surprised every day in practice (laughs) on the stuff that comes up. I'm sure Dr. Nicole would say the same. Um, And so muscle testing is a subtle energy test or a neurologic test. You're not assessing how strong someone's muscle actually is with like, you know, EMG testing or anything like that. You're assessing how the nervous system responds to a certain stimuli. So for example, you could have someone hold up a, you know, bag of domino GMO, you know, processed sugar up to their body. And that would create a neurologic weakness or inhibition in the vast majority, if not all people, because the body knows your body knows when exposed to an energy that is not in its highest and best interest that, that, you know, there's resistance there. So just how, you know, all goes back to quantum physics, right? Everything is energy. So just as how you walk in a room and maybe there's someone you don't drive with, uh, you instantly feel that in your body, it creates a physiologic change. Um, same thing with muscle testing. So we're looking for a positive or negative response to different physical objects, different stimuli, foods, dietary supplements, reflex points on the body, et cetera, to determine, you know, what is going on with someone's system as a whole. And maybe one of our favorites too is statements, right? Like Mm -hmm. literally having our patients say, you know, someone who might be dealing with a chronic um, state of dis-ease or imbalance and having them say, I'm okay healing and watching their arm go weak, maybe. So it's clear that their subconscious is still, you know, active and it's serving them to be in a state of imbalance. And so even being able to use muscle testing to clear subconscious belief patterns so that someone can heal faster. And 
I mean, I know Dr. Abby and I both believe so strongly in doing emotional work as part of a healing protocol. And I think it just takes whatever treatment plan you have somebody on, it just accelerates them that much faster, getting to some of the unresolved stress and making sure that that's cleared too. When I went off the birth control pill two plus years ago and was healing cystic acne, I mean, these were things that were still in my body from living in India. Like I came from home from India and was just sick from just breathing air. And Mm -hmm. I went to a practitioner and we did muscle testing and she prescribed, she gave me supplements of radishes. It was like a supplement that was equal to like 500 radishes. And it was these little things that I would take that my body would become stronger during the session. So if anybody's listening to this and you're looking for a path towards healing, definitely check out muscle testing. But this has to occur in person, correct? No, um, you definitely can do it remotely. So I love to tell my remote patients that um, it definitely looks like a magic show in person. So therefore, it looks like even more of a magic show when we're on zoom because i'm not able to press on your arm but energy is energy i mean and that's when we really get into quantum physics because energy knows no distance or time and so therefore i can muscle test myself on behalf of the person that i'm working with Mm -hmm. and it's just like how you know a, a channeler or a medium or whatever distance reiki you know how does that work right it's like the intention of you know, providing healing for someone else or tapping into their energy. If you're getting like a a psychic reading from someone over the phone or virtual, you know, everything's energy at the end of the day. Can any practitioner do this or do you have to be tapped in? Mm. I mean, I, (laughs) I always tell people that because, you know, I, I have had patients and I know Dr. Abby has too, that, are like, oh, I, you know, I saw someone for muscle testing once and none of it made sense and it didn't work for me. And it's just like any doctor, you can't say like, oh, I've seen one dermatologist, so I've seen them all, right? I mean, it's different doctors have different specialties, different doctors are, you know, they're more plugged in or tapped in or have been doing it longer than other or doctors. just resonate and, better with the patient, right? You know, I, mean, I guess, but I just think people to find their match of muscle testing, you need to be pretty objective, right? Because it's, it's all energy. And so I, I feel like you just have to find exactly like the doctor you resonate with, the practitioner you resonate with, and it might not be the first one you go to. Right. Yeah. And I think it's important for people to understand that maybe are delving into that world of muscle testing. There's so many different muscle testing techniques too. You know, some people have taken like hundreds of hours in training and have, you know, both Dr. Nicole and I utilize muscle testing like systems and multiple different modalities versus there's other things out there that I just wouldn't view as credible, like, oh, online in an hour, learn how to muscle test. And then someone's like telling you what, what supplements to take, you know, like we're also clinicians that have gone to medical school and all. So I would definitely advise people seek out someone that is also like a licensed practitioner and as part of their toolbox is muscle testing because you know we're also using clinical history and like all of that knowledge as well so don't youtube muscle testing a bunch of wackadoodle stuff <laughs> comes up like find a practitioner you resonate with that Quack. has like credentials or something yeah yeah and i think that's the other piece too is you know i love labs i do labs all the time i mean specialty labs 
urine, blood, hair, like all these different things, because again, it's just part of our tools, right? I mean, there's so many other things that we're trained to use as well. You are the coolest doctors. This is, I just, I love all of it, but how did you, this is the first question I wanted to ask and totally forgot. How'd you meet? Yeah, we met at an NET seminar, which is neuroemotional technique. And it's uh, sort of what I was talking about before. It uses muscle testing to find unresolved stress in the body. So in order to help you know, you might use statements again, like I'm okay healing, but you can also use reflex points. And my mentor had told me to go take an NET seminar. And I was like, eh, I don't really think I want to do emotional work on my pa- my patient. Sounds like a whole thing. And he's like, you're going to go to the seminar. And you're like, when your mentor tells you to do something, you're like, all right. And I was having horrible seasonal allergies. I mean, just woof. And I was called up to be a demo in front of like the, you know, 90 people in the room. And it went back to 11 years old and my parents got divorced and I was like ugly crying in front of like all these people. And then was exhausted. I think I had to like go sleep in my car or something like that on the lunch break. And I, the rest is history. Abby and I were like friends. Yeah. (laughs) We bonded over emotional healing, you know, as people do. (laughs) As people do. Yeah. So one of the modalities of muscle testing or this conference that you went to is, is deep psychological wound healing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's really cool. And again, it it sounds more like if you're coming in with like a, you struggle with anxiety or depression and it definitely can be used for that. But I mean, mine was seasonal allergies. I mean, it, I would have never thought in a million years that that had emotional root cause. And mm-hmm. so it can also be for pain. I mean, I know Dr. Abby uses that all the time, especially if people aren't holding their adjustments. It's like, what else is going on here? Oh, there's this unresolved root cause. That's this emotional stressor that keeps, you know, subluxating you yeah. or whatever. And so many people, I, I'm sure Aaron in your audience are probably familiar with this. A lot of people with the chakra system, the yoga system, whatever, you know, you hear common things like, okay, low back pain can be a reflection of where you're not feeling supported in your life, right? So that's why I love using NET because it's a really practical, tangible way to say, okay, you know that you might, you know, really feel like that's where that's coming from. And that's why it's not going away. But it gives you something to do about it. It gives you a way to resolve it. So it's super powerful. It sounds amazing. I know we talked about this a ton at Columbia and we have these manifestations in our body that are rooted in this deep trauma and this deep pain. And it's so wonderful to hear that this is becoming more integrated in Western culture. Makes me really happy to hear. And the whole reason that we all connected is I was on, Dr. Abby interviewed me for Coffee with the Docs, which is your podcast. And I am now on day five without coffee, without caffeine. Wow. It's horrible. It's like the worst. <laughs> it's the worst thing I've ever done to myself. You're like, I go, I wake up in the middle of the night and I think, oh, I'm so lucky I get to drink coffee in the morning, but it's not true. Like it's not, yes. <laughs> it's not true right now, but tell me more how you came up with coffee with the docs and maybe, maybe you'll, I'm hoping you'll tell me that I can that caffeine is actually amazing for you. 
so funny. <laughs> I mean, I had always wanted to do a podcast and I think I wanted, didn't I call something like couch coffee or like, it was my favorite part of the morning to like sit on my That's couch and have the coffee. That's what we had said like when we were, so we also went to school together. Yes, we met, kind of met and became friends at a seminar, but we were in school together and we had always said like, it would be so fun to have a podcast where we're just like sitting on a couch drinking coffee and just like having like we would say all the time we'd have these conversations about health and wellness stuff we're like we should just be recording this like so people can hear it whatever right i mean this was years and years ago so it had kind of been a running joke and then i don't know why we finally just decided to do it well and we had a different company that we would um we had all these summits and we would interview all these amazing people for our summits and I had no idea how much I loved interviewing people until we were doing these these summits which took a lot of time and we were you know interviewing doing like multiple interviews a week and it was exhausting and so we just decided after that was done like we just need to do a podcast and keep it where we can interview all of our favorite people but we don't have to you know we can release something once every two weeks it doesn't have to be crazy and um when I remember too, we were like, sound this right. should be a podcast, like the summit, like we'd have like 30 plus interviews and we're like, this should like yeah. move somewhere that's more accessible. So, and it's just fun. I mean, it's, it's really just started as like a passion project and it's not like something we're making money off of at this point or anything. We just really enjoy doing it. Right. As a business coach, it's always really great to have a podcast. It's a place where your viewers, your clients, your friends and family can connect with you in a deeper way and see Uh energetically. So I love it. I love all of your content. And right now, I mean, Dr. Nicole is in Colorado. Dr. Abby's in the suburbs of Chicago. For this exact moment, I'm in Chicago, but that probably won't be true when this airs. So... What are you seeing right now with most of your clients? What are they coming in? What ailments do they have? I mean, at least for me, I feel like a lot of it is kind of like the standard stuff you see. I mean, a lot of naturopathic doctors, and I'm sure this is how it is for chiropractors too, I'm not totally sure, but we're sort of like the last stop shop for people who have, after they've seen like six to seven doctors, they're like, oh, I'll give you a try. Not sure what you do, but heard good things, right? And And so I see a lot of people who are really sick. I mean, who have like autoimmune illnesses or things that no one's been able to diagnose them with and all these strange symptoms. So I have sort of like that type of clientele. And then there's definitely the people you're seeing sort of dealing with today's climate that are just dealing with a lot of anxiety and stress. And I think, um, with anxiety and stress, like we've talked about how unresolved stress can show up in the body it might be presenting as digestive issues or it might be presenting as brain fog or weird neurological stuff, right? Like emotional stress can present as really anything in the body, just different for different people. And so definitely seeing an uptick in, in either, you know, depression, anxiety, or just like these, this weird group of symptoms that people can't seem to figure out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would echo the same thing. Anxiety is like really skyrocketed in 2020 for multiple reasons. Um, and for kids too, I work with a lot of kids and they're like having the levels of anxiety that people in their thirties or forties would now just with e-learning and the social distancing and the, I mean, it's like a mess for them. So to have more tools, more things in your circle, I think this is bringing up for a lot of people more than ever of 
there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way than just medicating yourself or your children. There's got to be tools you can be using on a daily basis to help like up your resilience towards stress. And when we're stressed, your immune system tanks, and then you're more susceptible to, you know, all the stuff we're talking about right now. So um, it's so important. I think it's, it, this year has made a lot of people take a hard look at their health and their lifestyle and their habits, because especially with COVID, like that's the best defense you've got right now is to have a healthy system. Um, so I think a lot of more people are, I think we're going to see a big uptick in people seeking out more natural, like true wellness care. Yeah. And we already have, I mean, for mm-hmm. sure. And I think, you know, people, even if you're, you are watching the news, which I like really telling people to just try and chill on a little bit, um, is that they do still talk about cor- comorbidities, et cetera. And so that is at least giving people like, oh, if I can, I think a lot of people don't know that some of these things are reversible. And so if they can spend some more time and getting, you know, get themselves to a healthier place, then they've got a better chance at whatever mm-hmm. comes their way, like the flu, right? So, um, so yeah, definitely working on some immune, immune system stuff too, for sure. So majority of my clients right now, they're spiritual entrepreneurs. They suffer from decision fatigue and deciding, you know, which funnel to create, what to post on social media, all the different factors of being an entrepreneur in 2020. So what are some practices they can do right now to just relax their nervous system and release maybe some anxiety or brain fog or just connect to themselves a little bit deeper? in a healthy hut space? I mean, I think there's a lot of different facets. I feel like in the more spiritual world, a lot of people recognize that if they're in a place where they're eating healthier, you know, whether that's just like cutting out sugar for some people, it might be caffeine, but that when they're a clearer and cleaner vessel, they're able to then you know, channel more pure information and be able to make better decisions, right? A lot of time it's just getting rid of all of the, like the excess energy and, and things that are crowding the brain. And I know at least, I mean, I think anyone can say like, oh, if I haven't had any alcohol or I haven't had any, you know, sugar, anything that's altering my state, like I feel more clear, I feel more grounded and can make better decisions. And then there's like the supplements that I, that are, I recommend that are pretty safe for anybody listening, but something that's really something super simple that allows people to just ground more in would be something like magnesium glycinate. It's something that calms the brain and it helps you to have better sleep. Uh, it might help your digestive system. If, if you've got some digestive system issues, we know how that affects the brain and almost everyone's magnesium deficient. So like something simple like that, I, I see help a lot of people too. Magnesium yeah, and amazing. I would say, yes, the best. and that's like such a safe one. Like arguably every single person is not getting enough. So like, yeah. why not add it to your routine? It's super accessible. It's affordable. It's like a no brainer. Um, to that, I would add a couple more like tangible things. If you haven't embraced a meditation practice, like Dr. Nicole saying, amazing way to just, you know, kind of quiet your mind to get some clarity. So whether you do that first thing in the morning at bed, before you sit down to start your work to like, you know, like before we begin this podcast, Aaron, you had us like take a moment and ground and take a breather. 
like, and then you can be that much more clear to kind of reset your energy. And then another tool I love to use if you are someone that responds well, like it can create a good state change for you, uh, smell or aromatherapy. I love to utilize essential oils. Um, you know, this is a whole different rabbit hole, but there's different oils that can help focus and clarity and productivity. And, um, like I'm almost always diffusing something or you can put like some citrus in your hands and smell it. It really like wakes you up and helps you focus. So that's another like just fun tool. I think it's all about having multiple tools in your toolbox. So when you need support, when you need guidance, when you need to chill, when you, you know, you have this like list of 20 different things you can pull from because it also might be different on the day, on your mood, on the time you have of, of what you want to choose. What else I think is cool, they actually did this study in Naperville, which I think we're all pretty familiar Naperville. with. Naperville? I know. <laughs> wow. Bring out Naperville. <laughs> okay. All right. Because uh, I'm from Chicago, too. I've lived there most of my life. And if they had the kids exercise or do gym class before their classes, like they all improved in their grades, their focus and everything. So sometimes it's just like movement. And I think that doesn't have to be anything exhausting because if you're pushing yourself too hard, it might have the opposite effect where your adrenals are smoked and you're just exhausted. But, you know, getting outside, letting the sun hit your eyes and your skin first thing in the morning, going for a walk. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything crazy, but it, it does show that a lot of times it will heighten focus and calm the brain. And then it's the perfect time to start doing like your brainstorming session or write out a bunch of post ideas or do some videos that you can later post on IG or whatever. But I think just that movement getting outside helps a ton. So similar to what we just said that of all the supplements, we're all deficient in magnesium. And I follow both of you on Instagram and I'll link your handles in the footnotes. But Dr. Abby, you just posted about vitamin D. Is that mm -hmm. something else that's equivalent to magnesium that majority of us are probably deficient in vitamin D? A thousand times, yes. <laughs> I tell a lot of my patients, like, I get this question um, a ton on Instagram, like what would be the three you know, non-negotiable supplements people should be taking right now. And for those of you who might be listening later, we're kind of in fall in the midst of 2020 with COVID-19 and flu season on the horizon. On the horizon. Um, and I usually say D, zinc, and vitamin C. Those are like pretty much no brainers for kids, adults alike, just like, I mean, all year round, but especially going into fall, winter, um, just no brainers to be supplementing for sure for prevention and also to help lessen duration and severity of any viral infection, you know, outside of COVID as well. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. So what's the verdict on coffee? Oh yeah. We never, <laughs> I think, that. I think it depends on why you think you shouldn't be drinking it. What type of coffee you're drinking? I mean, I think there's so many variables. I do feel like Dave Asprey, people love or hate bulletproof, whatever. He has really done some awesome research on the benefits of coffee. But I, I mean, I agree. I think it needs to be a really clean coffee. So you're not getting any mycotoxins. I think certain coffee, like the one that we partner with for our podcast, Purity Coffee, it's, it's so clean that you don't get that crazy cortisol spike from it. It's a much like calmer. And then even for me, like I love doing 
Americanos and espresso in general has less caffeine in it than regular coffee because the extraction process is so fast where coffee, it's really the acidity grows because it's just sitting and it's the slow filtration process. So I tell people like, you know, if you're super sensitive, but you love the ritual, do like a half calf something mm-hmm. with a really good quality coffee, throw some fat in there so that it doesn't have that cortisol spike, maybe throw some collagen in there. You got a little protein. So again, you're not spiking cortisol. I don't really recommend a lot of caffeine on an empty stomach for women. I just don't think it's great for hormones, but if you're cutting it with some fat or some protein, I don't feel like it takes this hit on your adrenals that coffee might on itself. And I mean, I always agree with like a coffee pause. I mean, Hey, Mm -hmm. if you, if you're finding yourself being too dependent on something or addicted and it's like, you just want to give yourself a break, totally go for it. But I, I definitely don't think that coffee is like this bad thing. I agree. I think the issue is usually quality quantity and all the other garbage people are putting in the coffee, you know, yeah, like so those creamers. Oh my God. I literally what? call it cancer. I say yeah. to like, like my mom so will bad. sometimes have it in the fridge. I was like, you're going to put cancer in your coffee this morning. Like the disgusting coffee like- mate with like 10,000 ingredients. Like, and it's so like, gross. is that, and we're dogging sweeters. on the coffee bean, like from natural, from nature. Come on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, there's tons of proven benefits, but it's like everything in moderation, you know, just like anything and, else. And also vitamin C helps detoxify caffeine. So if you are feeling like a little crazy, then I just take a little swig of your liposomal vitamin C that just you keep in the refrigerator and just detox Boom. that coffee out. Right. Boom. We're all about finding ways to have coffee <laughs> and like I not really, derange really. yourself. Yeah, I'm, I I am my best self with one cup of coffee. And we do the best stuff. You know, you grind it, yes. it's organic. We do the French press. I add yeah, in yeah. my fat and the oat milk and all like the, all the things. I think too, like, like Dr. Nicole said, I do think there's definitely value in here and there doing a pause. But if you see like maybe you don't feel different, you know, for some people, they go off of it and they feel like their symptoms they're struggling with disappear. Okay, then that's for sure telling you you had an issue. Other people are like, it was just nice for a refresh, and now I don't need three cups a day. I only need one. Like, okay, cool. Some people don't notice a difference. So then you're probably drinking an okay amount, and you know, like your body's handling it okay. So there's definitely value in that. But um, I, I, there's definitely bigger fish to fry for the vast yes. majority of people. <laughs> yes. You know what else is super interesting is that. Uh, one of my mentor's friends used to drink coffee. This is so crazy. Used to drink coffee just to keep her boobs perky oh, you because told me they create cysts. If you're having this like super acidic coffee, maybe like a couple cups a day or whatever, they can, for some reason, for some women, they can create cysts in the breast. And I also have seen it like create cramps and stuff in women, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I swear some of these women though, I'm like, Hey, switch to espresso, do an Americano, do less, do a better quality coffee. And they don't get those same symptoms. So sometimes I think it's just like, what's fine, what's best for you. But if it's messing with your hormones, then yeah, try, you know, try like green tea, do something different. Yeah. That's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Some women are just super sensitive. Cause caffeine can affect menstrual cycles and symptoms for sure. So Mm -hmm. 
So kind of like we just said about supplements, we said vitamin D, magnesium, vitamin C, and zinc. Is there some general rule or something similar to the foods that we should really not be eating? Like that is generally true for majority of people. Yeah, I have a mentor that calls them the five fingers of death, which I don't love. It's like kind of morbid, but um, (laughs) I love it. Processed sugar. I mean, clearly Um, wheat. Not that everyone has a gluten allergy, but it's just incredibly inflammatory. The wheat in our country is just not good quality. So it's just not a health promoting food. Um, Dairy, corn and soy are the biggies for me that pretty much everyone across the board could benefit from eliminating. You know, it's obviously not going to be an individualized diet, but everyone would have less inflammation um, and more nutrient dense foods if they took those away. I would also, I would also add um, like industrialized oils. I've actually seen oils cause more damage than wheat or sugar or anything like that in people they're just the oils that were not meant to process they're oftentimes rancid um things like canola oil or vegetable oil peanut oil any of these oils that are definitely not supposed to be clear but they were able to be made clear in a lab um we've i mean there's this one practitioner who before she even told her her patients to not have wheat she just had them remove their the bad oils and switch them out and like their blood pressure normalized. They were able to get off the meds. I mean like wild stuff. So in addition to the, the five fingers of death, wow. Hey, um, I just call them like <laughs> the, the six, the six you should avoid. <laughs> really catchy term. Yeah. Six to avoid. You won't forget that. Yeah. That's so good. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oils. Absolutely. And that one is like really tricky when you're going out. Um, to eat, but even just to remove them from the daily stuff you're doing will make a huge impact. So just because Dr. Abby, you mentioned that you work a lot with kids, how are they right now in COVID or like so many kids are getting diagnosed with ADD and ADHD. And these are like, there's a new study about how that's probably not the most appropriate diagnosis for them right now. Are you seeing any of this? Yeah, I mean, it's so hard for kids right now. I really feel for everyone involved, kids, parents, teachers. It's just not a good situation for anyone. And there's no really great solution either. Um, I mean, I literally have had parents that are just like pulling their kids from school for a year and they'll like start again in the fall. And I honestly don't blame them because this type of learning just does not work for a lot of kids. Some kids can do it, but um Man, it's just, I I think it's so important for kids, just like nutrients and nutrient for them is um, community and connection and socialization. And they are seriously depleted of that. That being said, though, I, I really think that kids follow their parents' lead. So parents that are create, you know, have a community where they can get together with some friends in a safe way and aren't always in fear and anxiety. Like, honestly, the kids are doing just fine. So I think if parents are seeing their kids really struggling to see how they can create 
a more calm, a more sense of normalcy for their kids. Cause the kids I see that are really struggling, the parents are also really, really wound up about things and, or they're here overhearing conversations or the news is always on and, and kids are absorbing all of that. So I think it's just like, try and get your kids some connection however you can you know assess benefits versus risk for your family and what's right for you um but the risk for kids is so low and i unfortunately think we're gonna see for children and and younger people the downfall of this afterward in the mental health arena and and diagnoses and stuff like that is going to be much worse than the virus was for those people Honestly, like the NET and emotional work for kids has been amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I just saw a six-year-old yesterday and it was like so nervous about the virus. Why? Because probably her parents are so nervous about the virus. And we did some NET on her. And then those like homeopathy is amazing for kids, um, Mm -hmm. especially because a lot of the homeopathy are in these little spray bottles that don't taste like anything, or even like the little pellets that just dissolve in their mouths that taste, taste pretty good. And they don't have to understand what it means or what it does, but it's, it's shifted and helped a lot of the, a lot of the children just be in less fear. And I think, you know, however you're doing school with your kids right now, getting them outside, just being able to play and be kids is like the best thing Mm -hmm. they can do right now. For sure. Such important sentiments and probably just the beginning of a much larger conversation. And you're right. The research is right now. The study is happening right Mm -hmm. now. If your words went viral and you could share wisdom with women around the world, what would you say? I think for, for me, I would just say that your body really can heal anything. I mean, just keep it really simple. I think so many women get caught up in like a diagnosis or something that their doctor had given them and they like make a part of their identity and, and it's, and not, it's not their fault. I think it's just what happens. And it's like, there's so much that's reversible and Mm -hmm. your body really has the wisdom to be able to give in the right things, you know, the right food, air, water, you know, all these different things. And it can heal anything. Yeah. And I just think to piggyback off of that, that, you know, you're in the driver's seat of your own health. You know, it it is really like, I think a lot of people don't either feel like they're not in control. Like a lot of people get wrecked up in genetics or I have a family history of this or like Dr. Nicole saying, I've been labeled with this diagnosis of depression or whatever, but that's not you you know, and you can absolutely take the steering wheel and steer towards health and wellness or healing or the other direction. And it's totally up to you. And I think, I just think so many people don't understand that that's a concept. They think you get sick or you have a symptom and it's just something you're stuck with. Um, And yeah, similar to Dr. Nicole, like your body has the ability to heal given, given the right tools and the right environment. It's bringing back your own power which I think Mm -hmm. is essential for people to understand as it relates to their health. How can we find you? Um, My Insta is just Dr. Nicole NMD, I think. And um, my website is Dr. Nicole 
Krakora, my maiden name, so K-R-A-K-O-R-A. And I'm pretty active on both things. And then, of course, our podcast, Coffee with the Docs. Totally. Yeah, you can go to Coffee with the Docs and find both of us. Um, I'm Dr. Dr. Abby Kramer on Instagram or drabbykramer.com. Amazing. Thank you both so much for being here. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. As always on the Wise Woman Podcast, feel free to post your questions, comments, feelings in the comments, and we will come back and respond to them. Feel free to share this message, this podcast with all the wise women in your world. We love hearing from you and we look forward to chatting again next week. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for being a Wise Woman Podcast listener. We are really here to serve you, to share wisdom, truth, and authenticity. May this be your time to shine. We really are here to encourage you to radically show up. Please comment below which rituals help you stay calm, centered, present, and allow you to show up for your great work. Let us know what resonates with you in this episode. As always with podcasts, we need high rating subscribers and comments to receive good standing and to continue sharing wise words with women all around the globe. So please, if you like us, we like you to comment, subscribe, rate us. We truly love to hear from you. Please email me hello at erinrachel.pelt.com. If you want to connect with me, it's hello at Aaron, E-R-I-N-R-A-C-H-E-L-D-O-P-P-E-L-T.com. Let me know what's on your heart and we can connect there. Thank you so much for being here.